Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good today, celebrating his 39th birthday, the pride of Houston, Texas. Happy birthday to Grammy Award-winning artist Chameleonaire. Oh, nice. He's 39. There you go. Okay. And, 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 in, and in his honor, you are riding dirty today. That's fine. Uh, Rob Groves out of Midlothian Heritage says, Happy birthday. I don't know who he's saying happy birthday to. If he's, are, if he's preemptively striking for happy birthday to my fake celebrity. Is it happy birthday to you? No. I don't know whose birthday it is, but. You know what it is? It's Chameleonaire's birthday. It's Chameleonaire's happy birthday. Com- happy Chameleonaire so Day, guys. Swisher okay. House. Yeah. Swisher House. That's right. Yeah. Uh, today is Wednesday, November 28th, 2018. 365 days from Thanksgiving. One year from right now, guys. Best day of the year, which is humbling. Episode 669, 669, the number of at-bats for Craig Gentry in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. That's kitten face. Kitten face. <laughs> On today's show, guys, uh, we have a special guest in the studio. He's back after a couple weeks. Uh we're going to do a little bit of recruiting, and then we're going to reveal the cover of the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, right here, live on this show, exclusively here on Texas Football Today. And then, back half of the show, normally we would have Craig Way. I believe he's on a plane. I think I figured that out. Okay. I believe he's on a plane, which is a good excuse to not, do the sh- to not be on I the show. I don't know. We're going to this re- is the future. You can we're do going this. To, we're going to instead bring in our non-dairy uh, Craig Way replacement... <laughs> Which substitute, which is Shahan J. Raja. We're going to talk about Texas Tech and Texas State's coaching openings and who we think they should go after. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruiting. You said Cruiting. Cruiting. I mean, fine. you gave me two weeks off. I forgot how to say That's it. fine. It's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPower79. Follow Next Level Athlete at Next Level D1, uh, our recruiting guru. Uh, back after a couple of weeks. How you been, bud? Great, man. Thanksgiving was awesome. How about yours? Oh, why do you ask questions you know the answer to? <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful. Of course, was there any Thanksgiving talk on Texas football today while uh, I was gone? Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. All right. So let's start. We're getting into this week in Cruton. Um, we're deep. We're now deep into the playoffs, into the, into the third round of the playoffs. Uh, let's start with your recruit of the week, and I feel like this could be a guy we make recruit of the week every week. Uh, Second time, quarterback Rashawn Johnson uh, from Port Neches Groves, and uh, the this is gonna uh, is with deep regret that I inform you that Rashawn Johnson is at it again. <laughs> uh, boy, howdy, he put on a show last week. Well, and I think the one thing that's most impressive is what he's able to do on the ground and. We've talked about him in the past, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good comparison to possibly compare him to Sam Ellinger, that's mm-hmm. who's on the UT roster now. Of course, Johnson is a UT commit, uh, but as a more dangerous runner, he's very accurate with the football like Sam is. Uh, he's a great leader like Sam is, but dare I say he's going to torch defenses a bit more with his legs. You know, I've heard some people talk about Rashawn Johnson as the moment he steps on campus, he's the best quarterback on campus. Do you buy into that? You know, he's the number one rated 
quarterback in our college ranking system at mm-hmm. Next Level Athlete for a reason. It's a great year for quarterbacks, too, mm-hmm. because you have Grant Gannell, who's going to Arizona. He may have the most potential NFL upside, but I think when you're talking about strictly evaluating guys for the college level, mm-hmm. he's the best one in the state. Mm-hmm. So does that translate to being able to compete right away with an upperclassman? I think that he at least makes the quarterback room better mm-hmm. and pushes those guys on campus. Uh, what does it say for Shane Bouchel? I mm-hmm. think also who I would probably go out on a limb and say that Shane Bouchel is probably a highly highly likely transfer candidate mm-hmm. this offseason already. Yeah, I would say that's true. Uh, and by the way, if you're into quarterback prospects, may I interest you in Portnich's Groves versus Fort Ben Marshall? Oh, boy. Uh, Malik Hornsby versus Rashawn Johnson. That could be a fireworks factory. Uh, so it could be a, a lot of fun. So uh, let's go to our commit of the week. Uh, love the small schools Definitely. and love Badger, Badger, Badger. The <laughs> Merkel Badgers have a stud. We've been talking about for a long time from the high school ranks. He finally makes his commitment. Jonah White from Merkel uh, makes his call this week. And he let his highlight tape go public now, or Merkel coaches let his highlight <laughs> tape go public now. This dude bald. Yeah. I mean, he was a great player last year, but his senior season, he went off yeah and it's a very fun highlight tape to watch it's probably going to be rolling somewhat over as we're talking about his talent so you'll get to see a portion of it uh he's an electric player Um, but what position fits him best i Mm -hmm. think is the question going forward because we see him mostly as a running back on the high school level but i think he could be a tremendous wide receiver at baylor uh, where he's made his commitment uh he's the 16th commitment in the class for the baylor bears and he's the 14th in-state commitment uh, for Baylor, so I think it's also an interesting way to look at recruiting this year because Art Bryles was so heavy uh, in the state of Texas. Matt Rule has not really dropped off that one bit. This strikes me as a guy who flew a little bit under the radar his entire recruitment. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, basically, Baylor is his second Power Five offer. The other one's Kansas, right? And so, but he's got offers from you know Texas State, Army, UTEP, uh, things like that. This seems like a guy who. Um, who who didn't necessarily get that get the the, the acclaim that he's probably due because this guy was a baller for Merkel. There's some big offensive linemen who are still left available in the state of Texas that are under the radar. Guys down in the Houston area, Isaiah Hookfin, mm-hmm. Rodkeys Cheney, big bodies who I think are guys that P5 school should be after. But on my own Greg Powers personal list, mm-hmm. Jonah White before he made his commitment to Baylor was my highest riser mm-hmm. off the of senior tape. I think that he could probably play for anybody in the country he has that type of skill set so Baylor was smart and savvy to get in with that offer and put pressure on him to commit it's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete talking this week in recruiting here on Texas Football Today get involved the conversation hashtag TF Today uh, let's move on to our underclassman of the week and this is a guy who um, we've known about for a little bit and then um, and then he exploded this past week with a huge game well, he, in, in their team's win over Lufkin uh, Marvin Mims, the junior receiver from Frisco Lone Star. Uh, I mean, this guy's tape jumps off the screen at you. Well, I mean, when 34.1 yards per catch versus yeah. Lufkin's defense, <laughs> I mean, come on. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the Lone Star win is my upset of the Texas I would- High School football playoffs so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know they're a great team, but no one was picking Lone Star to beat Lufkin. As I think a you're matter right. of fact, Lufkin was getting a lot of picks to win the, the championship. Yeah, I would I would put that on the level of um, Horn over, over Cedar Hill and um, or Horn over Temple and then um, 
Pierce over over Cedar Hill. I think the it's on that level of big time Spearman over Cisco. Those big time upsets. Right. I think you're right. And a big reason they upset them is because Marvin Mims went off. And Horn's upset too is a product of their record this year, of sure. course. I mean, I watched them play against Longview. They were very much in that game, had the talent to match up with Longview. Uh, so I think that Horn does have dogs. Their record just didn't reflect the talent that they have on their roster, although Temple was yeah, Temple's a great team. So, yeah. I mean, that one, mm-hmm. that is a bit shocking. But yeah. Mims uh, was able to help control that game. Their defense played well. And, he, of course, he's got a lot of the heavy hitters. When you look at his, his list and you see offers from schools like Ohio State, Texas A&M, TCU, Nebraska. You know, yeah, people are starting to take notice. Eye. People yeah. are taking notice, and this is a guy who I think is is gonna. You're going to be hearing about a lot next year. Uh, our twenty four seven has him as a four star recruit, um, and a guy who's I think a, a star in the making, uh, and another year for him. And finally, um, let's talk about your prospect on the rise. Uh, another receiver going to stay on the offensive side, going to stay out wide, going to talk about Calvin Wiggins Jr., uh, a kid from Byron Nelson. I know their season is over, but uh, a kid from uh, a, a kid from the senior class who is, is starting to starting to, to get a little bit more noticed. Well, he made his commitment to SMU mm-hmm. in the past seven days, um, so he decided where he wanted to play his college football, and that, that was, you know, SMU has some good wide receiver commits but made space for him in this class. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, TCU comes calling with a scholarship offer for him as well. So it'll be very interesting to see if he's enticed now by a Power 5 program to, to, to give TCU a harder look. And, of course, TCU has a pretty good relationship into Byron Nelson. Uh, got Brandon Bowen mm-hmm. a couple years back. So uh, there is an established tie-in there for TCU. Uh, and he passes the measurables test. I mean, 6'3", 192. He, you know what? He, he looks the kind of receivers that SMU likes to have on their roster, those kind right. of long receivers, he certainly mix, uh, fits that, that mold. Definitely, and he's uh, another guy who put up ridiculous stats this year. I mean, he didn't have the high-end production, didn't go over 1,000 yards, but 23 yards per catch, uh, eight touchdowns on, out on 28 receptions, so he's very productive, a guy who can stretch the field vertically. And he came to our next level athlete event uh, camp event back in the spring and he was one of the best guys there you could see that he moves really well uh, for his size and he has a great catch radius which I think is something that's probably a bit undervalued as most people look at highlight tapes he can get separation and he has the long arms to keep defenders uh, from getting in there to make a play so then let's talk about your schedule this week I know that is the playoffs and you like to get around and see some of the top talents go up against some of the other top talents Uh, where are you heading this week well the game that I'm going to go to multiple games this week but the game that I'm really excited to see is Midlothian Heritage versus Mm -hmm. Carthage I haven't had the opportunity to see either team this year Midlothian Heritage of course has the wide receiver tandem of Langston Anderson and Jay Wilkerson Mm -hmm. and Carthage is uh, as always loaded has the younger brother of Keontae Ingram, who was on the front cover of our Rising Magazine last year, playing at Texas, Kelvante Dixon, and Tykeus Crawford, an offensive tackle who's already verbally committed to Baylor in the class of 2020, so a lot of talent on the field in that Man, it's so weird that you mentioned the Rising Magazine last year. Coincidence. The 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas Football Rising, is at the printer right now. Um, you had a huge hand in, in doing it. Thanks for your work. Lots uh, the, of work. Lots the, of work. The check's in the mail. The check is not in the mail. Um, <laughs> but it's about time that we unveil the cover of the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. If you remember last year, it was Keontae Ingram. Uh, the year before, it was Baron Browning. The year before that, it was Jet uh, Duffy. Jet Duffy. Jet Duffy. 
Uh, so this is the fourth recruiting edition that we've done, and it is my distinct pleasure <gasps> to announce the cover of the 2018 Texas Football Rising magazine is... Oh, my God. Is it going to be? Umbalatascacita offensive lineman Kenyon Green. Uh, is the cover boy for the 2018 Texas Football Rising. The Texas A&M commit is one of the very best offensive linemen in the nation. And uh, you were talking about how he feels like an anchor of this really good Texas A&M class. Well, first off, he's versatile up front. Yeah. He's a guy who's played tackle at Atascacita and even back to his sophomore year matched up with some of the top talents in the state. The battles with Kalevon Chason, Mm -hmm. who's at LSU now, or legendary, uh, but has continued to develop. He could play any position, I think, up front, and that's really what makes him a special player and a big addition for Texas A&M. And is this the first Houston area prospect on the cover of That would be correct. It's also the first time we've had an offensive lineman on any cover. Yeah. In a long, long time. I'd need to go back. Uh, But this is a a guy that I think is is so... Uh, is, is a special kid and a guy who I think is it can be an anchor for this A and M class, which I think is right now the story of recruiting in the state of Texas is is Texas A and M class. Uh, right. So he is on the cover, the 2018 Texas Football Rising, our recruiting edition, uh, which will hit newsstands soon. Uh, subscribers, it is I believe going in the mail for you later this week. Uh, for Texas Football Insiders. You can order it. You can become a Dave Campbell Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Um, retails for nine ninety five off the newsstand, uh, $19.95 for the entire year, which also gets you the summer edition. Uh, 400 prospects around the state profiled uh, from the class of 2019, which are kids who uh, are graduating this year. Yep. All the way. December to February. All the way class of 2022, which are kids who are just finishing up their freshman year. And uh, uh, Greg Powers is, of course, uh, lending his insight into all of these, uh, who these kids are and, and why they are special. So we are really, really excited about the 2018 Texas Football Rising uh, edition. All 450 prospects who are featured in that magazine are bona fide next level talents whether they're going to a small school or a big school so it really talks well about the scope and depth of of the talent that we have in this state absolutely and uh thanks for all your help i appreciate it thanks for having me he's greg powers follow him on twitter at g powers 79 and follow next level athlete at next level d1 thanks powers we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Hey, if you want that awesome magazine we were just talking about 2018 recruiting edition of dave campbell's texas football become a dave campbell's texas football insider now uh profile uh you get two magazines the 2018 recruiting edition which will go in the mail for you basically as soon as you subscribe at texasfootball.com you also get uh pre-order for 2019 summer edition of dave campbell's texas football the bible of texas football the 400 page magazine that profiles uh, every high school football team college football team pro team recruiting 400 pages of football goodness you get that you also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. That's up right, that's up right now at this, on the site, updated yesterday. Computer projections of every Texas high school football game. Uh, that's up on the site right now. Went up this morning. 
You get a season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football insider podcast. That is up on the site right now. We recorded it yesterday. I edited it, made it all uh, pretty for you for, to listen. You get uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete year-round. You get uh, pithy insights from people like Ishmael Johnson and Shehan Jayaraja uh, on the pithy. site. Texas Football Today Extras. All that, everything I just listed, all for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for one entire year. It makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We have pointed our magic wand at this chair over here, <laughs> and we have turned Greg Powers into Shehan Jayaraja, our college football insider. Hi, Upgrade. Shehan. <laughs> well, you're, you know, you were saying that, you, you know, you were saying the exact opposite when Powers is in here. It's weird. Uh, Sean J. Raja is in here uh, to talk a little bit of um, college football coaching changes. We have had two, we will have at least two FBS coaching moves yes. in the state of Texas. Uh, one sixth of the state will change uh, from an FBS perspective. And I'm going to start. Texas Tech. And first and foremost, I, uh, let, let's start with a bit of a post-mortem on, on the Cliff Kingsbury era. Um, he goes for six years, five years? Is that right? Six years. Six years. Yeah, six years. Six years, and it just always felt like he could never – it always felt like his teams were okay, yeah. but it never qu- he could never quite get over the hump. And um, I will say, and I tweeted this, I, I, I feel like I feel a little bit bad for him because yeah. I do wonder what would have happened if – Alan Bowman had stayed healthy all year long. Oh, yeah. This this is the year where you wonder what mm-hmm. could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think that there are a couple things that will mark the Kingsbury era at Texas Tech. One is just crazy offense. Yes. And and with that, Patrick Mahomes, you know, one of the best players to and most beloved players to ever come through Texas Tech. Uh, some of the most productive offenses we've seen in the history of college football. Mm-hmm. On the other end, some of the worst defenses we've seen in the history of college football. Um and and I an inconsistency for sure. I think it's something that mm-hmm. will mark his tenure there. And I think ultimately one of the things that really ended up doing him in was depth issues. Uh, they just never seemed to have quality depth. You know, they had good starters, and, and again, we even saw that this year. You know, they they had an amazing top twenty-two, and then once you got past that, it got a little bit dicier. Mm-hmm. And I do think he was starting to figure that out a little bit. But I mean, again, their recruiting class last year was what like seventy-second in the country, yeah. so worse than the worse than the Big Twelve. So maybe he wasn't starting to figure that out. To me. I think that Cliff Kingsbury is a fantastic coach and will have his pick of all the offense coordinator yeah. jobs in all of co- college or pro football, really. I mean, there's, what, like 10 jobs in the NFL that he probably couldn't get at this point? Yeah, probably true. And, uh, you know, and, and I think he's going to be fantastic for that role. I, I think that maybe he got this job a little too early, a little too young. He hadn't coached as a head coach anywhere before and really only had a couple years even at Texas A&M at a power five school so I don't think he necessarily knew what was normal at this point you know I don't think he necessarily knew how to do all the administrative stuff the level that he needed to do but again I mean he was really young he's still really young I mean he's what 38 now at this point Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of coaching left ahead of him Uh, he'll definitely have another head coaching job if he wants it someday uh, but, yeah, I think maybe this just came a little bit too early, and now Texas Tech is kind of back to square one. So they are back to square one, and, and we uh, are, have been kicking around. There have been a lot of rumors about who they're going to go after. I know the hot name forever, basically since, like, the offseason, was um, Seth Luttrell at yeah. North Texas. Yeah. 
Um, you wonder about whether or not he would jump over to North Texas, uh, you know, or if his his star has fallen a little bit because hey, North Texas only been good, not great. Right, right. Um, but uh, over overall, um, and and you know, based on you know your reporting and what you're reading, what you're hearing, um, who who are you feeling like is in the mix for this job? Yeah. You know, Latrell has kind of fallen to the back of the pack, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a little surprising to me. I I do think that I expected him to be a little bit more active in this discussion. In fact, a lot of us around North Texas, even people around the program kind of thought, okay, well, what's going to happen is probably Cliff's going to get fired and then South Latrell is going to get the job at Texas Tech. Now, of course... UNT struggled down the stretch a little bit. If if they finish the year 11-1 and one or something like that, maybe this is a no-brainer hire. Um, so I don't. I actually don't think he maybe is going to be one of the primary candidates. One of the names we've been hearing a lot, which is a little surprising, is Jim Levitt, the offense co- or the defense coordinator at Oregon, formerly defense coordinator at Colorado, formerly head coach at South Florida, was a good coach there. Now, the only thing that I'd be a little hesitant about is that he was actually fired at South Florida because – he allegedly hit a student and mm-hmm. and obviously you know what the not history, cool right and the history with texas tech and sort of that situation maybe that's not exactly what you want to do um but he does seem to be a popular uh name being bandied about there uh, i think neil brown's going to be up there the head coach at troy i, I think he'd be a tremendous hire mm-hmm. he was offense coordinator at texas tech under tommy tuberville and you know whatever we want to say about the tuberville era they still had a good offense mm-hmm um, some of the other names that we're hearing. I, I'd be surprised about Brent Venables. I'd go ahead and cross it off the list. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised by a Dave Aranda. Uh, Mike Leach isn't coming back. Let's just go ahead and put <laughs> put it out there right right now. Um, Dana Holgerson is the other name that's been really interesting that we've kind of heard semi-consistently. The, the word around Lubbock, the word around Dana Holgerson is that he really did enjoy his time in Lubbock. Obviously, he was there for many years as offense coordinator under Mike Leach, but he was never going to get to be a play caller if he stayed under Mike Leach. And so he left, went to Oklahoma State, went to Houston at different times uh, under Kevin Sumlin, under Mike Gundy, became the head coach at West Virginia and has done a good job there. He's won 10 games two times, but you know I don't think West Virginia's ever totally embraced him, especially mm-hmm. after having some issues to start Big 12 play because I think that some people didn't realize that playing in the Big East and playing in the Big 12 are different. But, uh, you know, so if he's not terribly happy there and he's been there for eight years and maybe this is just running its course at this point and he's losing Will Greer, it's going to be a mm-hmm. bad season next year probably. Maybe this is the time for him to jump somewhere. So, um, again, a lot of names out there. I don't think there's a whole lot of clarity at this point yeah. because, you know, Kirby Hokett kind of does this, these things on his own. And there's no – since Seth Luttrell, maybe his star fell a little bit this year – I think it's there's not an obvious choice like there was with Cliff Kingsbury. Like Cliff Kingsbury was a no brainer when they made it. It sure seemed like it, yeah. And um, you know he was the hottest offensive coordinator in college football at that point. He had tech ties, all that, 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 whatever. Now I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to try to figure out what direction they want to go. Right. Uh, it is uh, Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Okay, so that's Texas Tech. Let's now move from Lubbock to San Marcos. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Everett Withers. And Everett Withers is out of a job at Texas State. This came down uh, before the final game of the right, year. Right, And um, Everett Withers, uh, you know, he, he came in with, uh, with a lot of promise coming from James Madison where he had guided them. Uh, to a national championship, uh, did they win or did they they runner up? Uh, runner, runner up. They runner won up, after he left. Yeah, that's right. right so, right, right. Uh, guiding them to a national championship game, um, came in and it just it you know it just seemed like they never got out of that that like out of first gear with him. Yeah. And a lot of that I think has to do with recruiting, and a lot of it just has to do with 
uh, relying on a lot of those youngsters who just just kind of it just didn't come together for them. Yeah, I think that one of the things you have to look at when Everett Weathers came to the program was that Dennis Franchione had really mm-hmm. torn down the program in, 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 because he really relied on JUCOs. He wanted to win immediately. Texas State wanted to come in and win immediately. They mm-hmm. didn't want to have to go through the process of building something. And Everett Withers came in and says, look, I'm going to tear this all down. I'm going to get sort of the bad culture off, the, off of uh, out of St. Marcus, and I'm going to build something new in its stead. And I think that he is on his way to doing that. My, my issue, I guess, with this firing is that if you're Texas State... You told Everett Withers that he's going to come in and be allowed to tear everything down and build it back up. Mm-hmm. And to not even give him three years to do that, it, it just seems a little unusual to me. Yeah. Obviously, a few years ago, they had the number one recruiting class in the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so the recruiting was, was coming up. Their defense took that step this year. Their offense didn't, and, and it legitimately didn't, and that's why they won two or three games. But I, I don't know. This was, or they won three games, I guess, because that was the best of his tenure at this point. I think that the issue at Texas State is that you have to build a program a certain way. Mm-hmm. You have to go in there and you have to do it sustainably and you have to do it legitimately. Um, because, again, if you do what the previous coaching staff did and kind of just try to get kids in there who can play right away, maybe you'll have some short-term results. But just because you can only bring 25 kids to campus every year, you can't develop the depth that you need to. Right. So I, I'm curious to see what Texas State does now. Because yeah, because you know they've they've kind of gone you know since they moves the FBS they've right. kind of had two very different yes. like ideas. They go okay, let's go to um the, we'll 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 get kind of the OG right, right. And, and Dennis Franchione to come right. in and get this program off the ground, get them into the FBS. Yeah. Then he leaves uh, kind of an older team full of JUCO guys right. for a guy who you know from a Division two team right. that uh, and says okay well now you know go get them yeah uh, and and that's kind of what you know seems like different sides of the spectrum. I wonder if they're not going to go for a more not traditional hire but yeah. more of a like a hot coordinator yeah. or something like that or like a hot position. Yeah, coach. yeah. I so my thought at this point is. You know, you hired the guy who's supposed to be building the depth in your program, supposed to be doing the program building. And and Ish wrote about this, Ish Johnson, you know, you have to win now. Mm-hmm. You have to hire a guy who's a football coach. You can't hire a guy who's a program builder, a schmoozer. You can't hire a guy who's a recruiter. you got to hire a guy who can go out there now and win you football games because you just moved up the timeline a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they won two, two, and three games under Everett Withers because they were trying to completely tear down and rebuild. Yeah. So now... You're firing that guy because you're not happy with the wins. If you're ready right. to evaluate a guy on wins, you have to bring in a guy now who's ready to coach and win football games. You yeah. can't have anybody who's going to come in, put in their identity, et cetera, et cetera. You have to win now. Yeah, I think that's 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 right. Is that you know Texas State fans and at least the Texas State administration sure seems like they are uh, they are they're ready for a winner right this second. Right. And um, and I don't know if. Texas State's roster is ready to do that's, that. That's the, the interesting thing. So you're going to need a guy who who knows that he's on a short leash, right? And you know, whereas they gave Everett Withers kind of the the usual three years yeah. and said we didn't see the improvement in three years, we're moving right. on. The the leash is going to be as short, if not yeah. shorter. Yeah, and and again, it's just if you're going to do a straight up tear down and rebuild, which yeah. is what they said they wanted to do and what they decided to do when they hired Everett Withers. 
the idea of giving them their three-year coaching cycle doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, You've got to give them at least a fourth year. Give them a whole recruiting cycle to have all of their kids in the program to have you know something established. Mm-hmm. And, and if he, again, if he wins two or three games next year, then okay, yeah, then you have to fire him. But you hired him to do a long-term job, and I think that getting mad that he didn't accomplish what you wanted in the short term is a little foolish. He's Shahan J. Raja. Uh, our college football insider sees his fine work at TexasFootball.com. Thank you for your insights. Of course. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. So many things. So many thoughts? To discuss. Oh? Not really. No, um, Maverick Cassidy wants you to know, Tepper, that you have cursed us all. I just had a blowout coming back from Abilene. <sighs> Dude, somebody's, somebody's after us. Somebody's after the Texas Football Today family. The tires. Um, <laughs> by the way, I got a text from Craig. Yeah. If I may, I'm just going to blow okay. them up. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, meant to tell you, I have an 11 a.m. Texas women's basketball game. I'm on the air right now. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. There's a, there's the, that's why we didn't have Craig White today, that's uh, a, if that's you were a, wondering. Yeah, that's... Uh, Maybe we'll see if we can book him tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, Ty McMahon says he's taking Argyle to beat Salina. Boy, that's a bold move. Uh, considering they've already beaten them? By, uh, yeah. by like a million? I would say that they are heavy favorites in yeah. that game. Uh, Salina's playing a lot better. Salina's playing better, but... Yeah, you know, uh, I would say not if, sixty points. This better. is this is not the rematch that I think yeah. that uh, Argyle could be in trouble in. No, I could come next week. Uh, finally, lots of good comments today, but I did want to. Everyone has just you know, we, I get so many questions about this pick'em contest. I know everybody and, loves it, man. And uh, I wanted to go ahead and acknowledge all the people who are in it uh, okay. because I feel like uh, we haven't done that yet. Um, so I figured this would be a good chance to put all these names on the screen if I get my graphics to work right. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yay, we go did it. it. So here are your contest entrants and all three of the guys in this room in this contest, uh, which will not end well for Shahan. Although uh, he, he is our, uh, he's our <laughs> blind test. Yeah, you're the, the control. control. You're, you're the, the control. control. You really are. You are, uh, you are basically the coin flip. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Shahan, like Shahan, this is interesting. Your picks are really interesting because it's almost entirely based on like um, osmosis. It's like <laughs> you hang around us and we talk about high school football all yeah. day. And it's like, what have you picked up? Yeah. Like, while you're actually doing your actual job, <laughs> it's like, what have you, what have you, you've done? Which you're, you're, you're an interesting case study. Yes. Uh, so before I get to this, I, I am going to do this really quick again. Ty McMahon is still defending his pick. Salina beat Stephenville thirty-one to twenty-one. Yes, but Argyle beat Salina like sixty-three to twenty-one. Man. Uh, let me see what that this, score was. Go on. I'll, I'll get that. Um, the final score of that game was... Um, I think it was 63-21. Uh, 63-21. Yeah. Oh, you nailed it. I don't know they what... tripled the, them up. He's picking Argyle to beat Salina. That was at Salina, by the way. Uh, he's, not, he's just trying to make it sound like Salina <laughs> is a lot better all of a sudden. Look, Salina's a good football team. And that's a great win over Stephenville. That's a great win over Stephenville. I... You're picking Argyle, so are we. I don't know what we're arguing about, man. We did like, it. It's just not that controversial of a pick. Paying the mission accomplished banner. Anyway... Here are your contest entrants this year. Greg Tepper, Matt Stepp, Max Thompson, Ishmael Johnson, Shehan J. Raja, Adam Hochfelder, the big boss man, president that's, here. That's the president, yeah. Rudy Klanick, head of sales here. Uh, Tim Guzman, Anthony Blaylock, Tony Blaylock, Sean Burnett, Luke Grover. This is a who's who of TFT fans, by the way. Uh, Aaron Flynn, Jacob Sherman, Brent Holman, Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust. Mm-hmm. Lennon Coley, ya boy. Ace. Do you know the story behind Ace. You don't. Ace is a high, Texas high school football coach who wanted to be a part of this but didn't want his identity revealed. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm super into this. Yes. Ace is in the contest. 
Ed McElroy, Corey Hogue, Rob Gross, Anthony Hill, Ruben Rios, Daniel Agnew, Rob Hadaway, Will Boyles, Josh Chapa, Misael Romero, and Charles Davenport. Those are your full entrants in this contest. Uh, I don't wish any of them luck. No, because you want to win. I don't want any of them to win. Right. Um, and if, if they don't win, we get to keep the prize, which won't be as exciting for us. It really won't be. Um, <laughs> Ruben Rios wants to know, is there a new Republic of Football episode available yet? Uh, today. Today? Oh. Yes. Shahan says it is Wednesday. This is normally yes. when you're recording. Yeah, we're. So, I, I kind of took a day, uh, a week off. Oh, yeah. I, should pro- I should probably. It was Thanksgiving. I mentioned it on on the podcast Tep and Step, but uh, I'll yeah. mention it again. Um, we, um, I'm pretty much. I'm going to be out next week, yeah. and so we don't know what the future of the show is. So next yeah, week? I guess we could throw that out there. Um, yeah, Tepper's going to have to leave. I'll be out for a week. He's going to be out for a week. Uh, if you want to co-host this show, just oh, let me my know. God. <laughs> Well, better you than me. Well, it's the thing is, this is also bad timing because it's not like I can, like Aaron Hardigan is very busy right now. You know, Sarah Merrifield very busy right now. All of our friends who normally help the show, they have. I bet Hardigan could come in. Well, but if she's if she's not in New Orleans, you know I blame my wife. I'm not the one having the kid. Well, someone put it there, buddy. Uh, yeah, still trying to figure out who. Yeah, I know. We don't know for sure, but I mean, Hardigan might be in New Orleans, right? Uh, I'll text her. I'll see what she wants. Merrifield has the stars. Merrifield, Merrifield's almost certainly out. She's so busy. So She's it's like so my normal like rotation of people I can call. Yeah. Kind of now. Step's going to try. Step's going to try to do now. Work. Here's what I will say. Uh, with Tepper out, if we do shows, right, we're going to give the people what they want. They're almost going to be entirely mailbag. <laughs> They're almost. I like, it's, I like the idea that the only thing holding people back from getting what they yeah. want on this show is yeah. me. Yeah. It's just like I'm the governor, yeah. and I don't mean like the guy who runs the state. I yeah. mean the guy, the thing in the engine. You're you're like you're a dictator, but you're not a benevolent dictator. I'm really not. I'm you, the worst dictator. You, you you do what you want to do, and that's fine. I give the people what they want. That's why mm-hmm. they like me. Okay. I, I um, have to point out okay. two two breaking news notes. Okay. One, uh, one text, one not. Paul Johnson's out. I saw he he's he retiring. retiring. Yeah, Paul Johnson retiring Tech. at Georgia Tech. Do you think they're going to hire my boy, Todd Munkin? Todd Munkin. And maybe they will. Maybe they Hashtag will. Munkin and have. Hashtag other one, uh, Don Williams of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal says that the leading candidate now at Tech, Matt Wells at Utah State. Okay. Huh. That's not a bad terrible. Yeah, that's no, not a terrible. That's hire. an interesting hire. Yeah, it would be an interesting hire if they do it. <laughs> but but they've been all over the place, so I wouldn't read in too but much the, into anything yeah. right now. Here's what I would say: If you are a loyal enough viewer of this show, sorry to get off track again. No, no go ahead. If you're a loyal enough viewer of this show, you have my email. If you would like to co-host this show, one of the days Tepper is gone, <laughs> and you think you could make it in time <laughs> on relatively short notice, I'd give you a day. At Louisville, least. Texas. In Louisville, <laughs> this is where the studio is. I'm not above it. <laughs> I'm. I am a man of the people for this show. I want to give the people what they want. If they want to co-host the show in your stead, I'm going to throw it out there. If they got the guts to come up here and sit in front of this camera, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, on that dangerous note, yep. that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Greg Powers, Max Thompson, Shehan J. Araja, I'm Greg Tepper, Vince Young. Please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for our Thursday Super Show of Texas Football. Mm-hmm.